Sunday after Pentecost, the church dedicates to the Most Holy Trinity. I've always thought that's kind of ironic because every Sunday is consecrated to the Most Holy Trinity, but today they want to especially emphasize it. And so you will notice in the readings, in the prayers, even in the hymns which were chosen, the divine persons are mentioned again and again and again to call to mind the ultimate reality, which is the Most Holy Trinity. And I think it's worth sort of pointing out or reflecting upon the way in which the Trinity is at work at the Mass, because the Trinity is the principal actor during the Mass. And so what are they doing? And the first thing, I think, is to call to mind God the Father. The Mass is ultimately offered to God the Father. God is the source, the origin, and the end of all history. And we offer to Him our Mass. You catch this in the first Eucharistic prayer when it begins, to you therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition, that prayer directed to God the Father through Christ our Lord. This is why we want to have nice things at Mass, because ultimately the Mass is our act of worship and our offering to God, and you want to give God the first fruits. You want to give God the best that you have to offer. That's why also the church's preference has always been natural items in the sanctuary. You want to have candles made out of beeswax. You want to have natural flowers. Even the priest's vestment, the preference has always been natural fibers because you are offering at mass the material world back to God the Father. God the Father gave us creation as a gift and we are offering it back to him at mass. The one who principally offers the Mass is not actually us. We are secondary. The principal celebrant of the Mass is Jesus Christ. And I think the key to always understanding the Mass and why we do what we do at Mass is to recognize the relationship between each Mass and the sacrifice of Jesus on Good Friday upon the cross. So on Good Friday, our Lord Jesus Christ offered himself to God the Father, he was crucified, a bloody, gory sacrifice he offered to God the Father. The sacrifice was infinite in value because Christ was a divine person. And so it was an act of infinite love, infinite obedience, and it was infinitely pleasing to God the Father. At Mass, because Jesus Christ is present upon the altar, he once again offers himself to God the Father. And so when you look at each Mass and you look at Good Friday, what you see is the same person is offering himself. At Mass, Jesus Christ once again offers himself to God the Father. The only difference is the way in which he sacrifices himself. On Good Friday, he did it upon the cross. At Mass, he does it sacramentally under the appearance of bread and wine. And so when we come to Mass, we are coming once again to Mount Calvary where Christ is crucified. Christ makes present the sacrifice of the cross. That sort of establishes the decor, the ambiance of the mass. Padre Pio has that great line where people are asking him why he doesn't like applause at mass. And Padre Pio, because he was always kind of brusque and abrupt, he says, the only people who are clapping on Good Friday were the demons and the Roman soldiers. He recognized that when you come to mass, Christ is making present, once again, the sacrifice 
of the cross. And although Christ primarily offers this to God the Father, offers himself, because of the Holy Spirit and its activity in our life, especially in baptism, we have been now united to Christ. We are part of the mystical body of Christ. And so when Christ upon the altar offers himself to God the Father, you are joined to Christ in baptism. And so you also offer yourselves to God the Father through Christ. You should unite yourself to Christ on the altar and offer all that you have back to God the Father. The benefit of this is that because Christ is offering the Mass to God the Father, all of the benefits, all the graces which Christ obtained for us on Good Friday when he died, we received from each Mass. When Christ poured himself out on the cross, he merited for us an infinite amount of grace, an infinite amount of mercy, an infinite amount of love from God the Father. And at each Mass, when Christ offers himself again, he merits for us again and again and again all the grace, all the mercy, all the love which flowed out from his heart on Good Friday. So the Mass makes present the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, but the Mass also points forward to eternity, to the kingdom of heaven. That is why the book of Revelation presents heaven as a giant Mass. I know I've touched on it before, but you see Christ on a throne surrounded by his people. You see people wearing white surrounding this throne. You see people falling down in adoration, singing holy, holy, holy. The book of Revelation is describing the Mass. And so when we come to Mass, we come to a portal into heaven. Christ is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. And because in baptism you are united to Christ, you are also then called up into heaven. And that is why the Mass should have a certain transcendence to it. When the Second Vatican Council talks about the beauty of the Mass, it says it should be struck by noble beauty. And the Latin word they used was interesting because it literally means struck by lightning. The beauty, the transcendent, the majesty of God should hit you in Mass. And it should remind you that the closest thing you get to heaven on earth is coming to Mass falling down in adoration before God, which is what we will do for all eternity. So the Mass is offered to God the Father. It's offered primarily by Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit unites us to this offering of Christ, and ultimately it calls to mind, makes present the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, and also lifts us up into the heavenly worship of God.